sometimes time's not on your side. And so this episode is about you really do perform when your back's against the wall. Sometimes you just don't allow yourself to be in those situations. And then also, how do you perceive it? Like you look at it as stress. I look at it as I'm going to enjoy this. And if one door closes, three more are going to open. Welcome to the Push Podcast. Why push? Because a nudge is just too friendly. And friend, we're here to help you get your shit together. I'm Eddie. And I'm Janelle. And we're the Copelands. We've got three daughters, two businesses, a mortgage, and lots of responsibilities. So just like you, we're struggling to find that perfect balance of ambitious go-getter hustle while still staying present, loving our kids, and working on our relationship. And doing the laundry, going to the grocery store. Oh, and don't forget being mindful. Yeah, all of the stuff. (laughs) So if you're juggling all the things, but you're also trying to get to the next level, guess what? You're in the right place. So get ready to be pushed. Hey guys, welcome back to the Push Podcast. I'm Janelle. This is Eddie. (sighs) (laughs) What's the sigh for? Uh, it doesn't matter. Anyways. It does matter. Well, because you told me to go, I went, and then I don't know what happened. It doesn't matter. Why are you still talking about this? Well, because you got on the mic and you sighed. Like, uh, fellas, you guys, all, all the men out there know when your wife goes, you're like, Because sometimes what the husband hell? gets on, get on your nerves. Who gets on your nerves? You. Not a, not a chance. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah. This is one of those times, but whatever. I love you. So welcome back to the Bush Podcast. We're recording now, right? We are recording. So here's the thing. When we do this production, when we record these podcasts for you guys, Eddie is the one that tells me when to go. I start off the podcast and then that's how the episode starts. Sometimes he does it really weirdly. Like he points at me, but then when I start talking, he looks at me with his big eyes and I'm like, what the hell is happening? So that just happened right before we hit record again. And now your eyes are big again. Why are you still talking about this? That's all I want to know. Because I don't know. You so made it weird. Annoying. You are annoying. <laughs> Anyways, I want to start the episode off today by letting you know that we were discussing what we were, what we were going to talk about, and we just decided we're just going to go with it because yeah. <laughs> uh, we had a lot of topics, lots of things we wanted to catch you up on. And then I realized that the other day we had a very specific conversation about the fact that you and I perform extremely well under pressure when our backs are against the wall. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember? Absolutely. Okay, so before I get into that, though, I want to start with a what in the world. Okay. All right? What's your what in the world? What in the world (laughs) is the fact that I think I'm a drug dealer on power (laughs) and I can't stop thinking about how many people I want to kill when they piss me off. And so let's, let's let's slow down a little bit. Okay, so we have been uh, partaking Binge in, watching in some, power. Some, some trash ta- trash TV mm-hmm. because well, you know we want to from time to time. We want to just sit back and, and it's mind just you, been we'll, a bonding we'll, thing for yeah, us. Yeah, we'll we'll go years without really watching right. television, and then we'll get a show, mm-hmm. and then it's just that one show, right? And we'll go inch wide and, and a mile deep on that one show okay and so we've been watching power why though how did it even start because um, it's kind of an older show right? It, it's been on for years yeah it just ended okay right and so i don't know we i don't know how it's we about stumbled two drug lords it. and yeah. all the craziness and best that goes friends, with it yeah. yeah and so 
there's a lot that goes on in that show. Mm-hmm. But we, like we told An you guys unnecessary before. unnecessary amount of sex, I will just say, I'm going to put it out there. Like, it's to the point where now it's like, just fast forward through this. I mean, <laughs> it's unnecessary and whatever. It helps the storyline. Come yeah, on. Yeah, I got it. Um, but it's like soft porn. Well, I will tell you, the story, this, to me, the show is very well done from the standpoint of just the twists and the turns. You're saying and, you like the sex <laughs> I it's was fine with deal. them, but I'm trying to like, sometimes you watch an episode and you're just like, oh my God, I didn't get what I needed out of that episode. Like there yeah. wasn't much storyline in it. It was just a bunch of like filler stuff. And I feel like sometimes the sex scenes are filler things. Okay. Anyways, the point I'm trying to make is that we are fully immersed in this show to the point where I think I'm a legitimate drug dealer. Like, <laughs> So we or were you have talking, the mind of a drug dealer. I do. We were talking to you. So in the show, if you do something wrong, first of all, it's all about trust. Like you, everyone tells everyone, you can trust me. Yeah. And you can never trust them. Not ever. one person is Not one of them is trustworthy. Not one of them doesn't lie. The other thing is I was driving down the street with Fab the other day and I said, what if blah, 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 blah. And she goes, if that ever happens, don't tell me because I'm not down for it. And I yeah. go, well, then I'd have to kill you. Yeah. She goes, you're not in power. <laughs> but it makes me think about. But I told her, like, that's how it works. Like, I have to come to you with something. I ask you to be down. If you decline, I got to kill you because now you know. Yeah. Or I leverage something that is like blackmail. near and dear to you. Yeah. I blackmail you somehow. But also it, that show makes you think about all your friends and who cracks under pressure. Who would yeah. rat? Right. Who breaks team. Right. And, and and there's a saying in that show that I absolutely love. When when anytime they get questioned by the police, anytime they get pulled over, anytime they get pulled over, they say they didn't see shit, I didn't say shit, so it ain't shit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you also think that you're in power. So the other day we're talking to our contractor outside. He just finished our fence. It's beautiful. You can check it out on my Instagram. And we've just been sharing it. Why are we sharing this? Not to show off. We've been sharing this because I've waited 15 years to start home renovations, right? right? And so we're super excited. And I've also, man, I've gotten so many DMs from people that are giving me suggestions and recommendations and like input that has really helped me a lot. Mm -hmm. So thank you for that. So we're talking to the contractor the other day and he's talking about his family and he's like, yeah, I come from a family of 12 brothers and sisters. And I'm like, holy crap. Wow. That's a lot of kids, right? And I go, out of 12, just out of curiosity, are any of them bad? And he goes, (laughs) oh, yeah. He goes, four of them, they're bad. And he starts telling us that, you know, they tried to, like, steal money from the the parents and all these terrible things. And I go... Oh, that's unforgivable. You got to kill them. Now, mind you, we're standing there together talking to this guy. He's pouring <laughs> out his life story and telling us all about his family. And Janelle sits there and says, oh, yeah, you got to kill her. You got to kill, kill her. her. And I'm looking at her going, <laughs> you are not Tommy. You are not Tommy from Power. You She's got to go. And I, and I literally Sister said, number three, I said, no, you don't have she's to, bad I, news. I said, no, you don't have to kill her. Honey, what are you talking about? Yeah. Kill, so <laughs> I've been getting reprimanded by my husband Reminding me that you can't just take people out when they don't do things. Well, I don't understand why not. They do in the show. So now I'm just like, oh, they got to go. They're Uh, not trustworthy. Nope. You uh, broke team. You're out. Bye. So that's my what in the world. So what what in the world? So think about now. Who are the friends in your life or family that you just, if it came down to it, if you had this drug organization, you could not trust them for for nothing to not say anything. So my sister, Jessica. Oh, she would crack. Oh, uh, 
She's going to be so mad she when she hears this. Crack. She's like down, but she has anxiety sometimes. I could just see her foot shaking under the table getting questioned. Yeah, and, and then, then the, they're like. And then the prosecutor yeah. would be like, we got you. Yeah. As soon as they mention low, she cracks. <laughs> Her son. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what about Richland, my other sister? Um, she's kind of a down ass. Yeah, she's chick. not. I mean, she. I think she could probably. I, like I told her, you the other day, I'm willing to do the time. Okay. Oh my god. There's no cracking this. this. I'm like out of control. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. So moving <laughs> on, because we're not going to go down the list of everyone we know, but moving on, we're going to talk about decision making, especially when you put yourself against the wall, right? Yeah. So the reason we're talking about this, going back to like our remodel, which is a topic of conversation with every conversation we have now. So the guy, the contractor finishes the fence in the same conversation when I told him to kill his third sister. (laughs) Uh, He says, "Okay, so you got to tell me what to do. We can either pack up all of our tools and then we go start another job. And that might be 60 days or so. And then we'll come back and we can start your next project. But I need to know what you want to do. Do you want to continue or do you want us to leave? And I was like, no, you can't go anywhere. We have to do our bathroom. He goes, okay, well, then we have to show up tomorrow morning at seven o'clock and we got to start like demoing the bathroom. And I was like, okay, fine. That's fine. We can handle that. Mm -hmm. So they show up at 7 a.m. and straight up demo the bathroom. Yeah, just like demolish it. So the reason why that was a problem is because we hadn't picked out anything. (laughs) We hadn't ordered anything. We didn't know what kind of tile, what kind of design. We didn't know where things were going to be moved. I just knew that I wanted to move the toilet and I wanted to move the sink and I wanted a smaller vanity. But did we pick anything out? No. No. We did not. So then the type of people we are... Like we're listening, it's loud, there's dust in the house, and we look at each other and start laughing and we're like, holy shit, we did this. Yeah. Okay, uh, so then he tells me, hey, so, you know, let us know what to do tomorrow morning. We're going to show up at seven. Let us know what's next. Because they got to they gotta route all the piping. They got to do all this stuff. We don't even have a layout <laughs> for how we're going to redo this bathroom, right? right. So... It was all fun and games that night. And then the next morning, I cleared my schedule and I was like, okay, we found some stuff on Pinterest. I got to go now. I found this black tile, black hexagon tile, this floor that I had to have, and this wooden vanity that I had to have. So the wooden vanity is amazing. It makes the black tile pop. Like it's just all, everybody in the house loved it, right? So I'm on this major manhunt to find this vanity. And guess what? I find it. Pottery Barn, it's unavailable. They don't make it anymore. Mm-hmm. So I had seen that it was $2,800. I was like, okay, fine. I don't know how much a vanity costs. I'm not going to shop around. I'm going to get this. Then boom, closed door, right? right? So then disappointing, but okay, move on to the next. What are we going to find next? So then we find a couple more options. Meanwhile, I have to do this on the phone with you, with my stepmom, Robin. Thank you, mom. And I got to do this in the car while I'm driving to the tile place because I need to figure out the tile. And it just turned into like kind of a fiasco because every single time one of you sent me a picture of a vanity that I would have approved, my mom was like, ha ha, it's going to take six to eight weeks for it to get there. So that's canceled now, right? So then the problem got solved when an hour later I sent the picture of the original one to Gil, the contractor, and he's like, 
yeah, I'll make it for you, but you got to go pick out the wood and you've got to figure out what color you want it stained and you've got to do all this stuff. So it just turned into like more work for me. Right. Right. So then I was like, okay, I'm going to table the vanity because that's just a freaking hot mess. And I'm going to be on a search for the tile. I promise you there's a point to all this. So I go to two stores, the black hexagon tile that I need for my floor sold out, make it to the third store. Now I'm three hours into the day. I have purchased nothing, haven't found a vanity, nothing. Find the black tile, walk up to it. And someone says, oh, it's actually over there on display if you want to check it out. Perfect. I'm super excited. I found it. Walk over and I got to tell you guys, it looks like shit of all of the displays of all of the other, like, what do you call those? Like fake rooms or yeah. setups, whatever. Yeah. The black tiles, like trash. Like it's, you can see every little thing on it. So immediately my heart breaks. I take a story. I post an Instagram story and say, what are your guys' thoughts on this? Immediately I get like 15 people message me back saying, don't do it. Right. The black tile's terrible. I ripped mine up. Please don't do it. It's the worst decision. So I spent all these hours searching for this black tile only to kind of run into another brick wall. This has happened with every single thing. <laughs> with the sink, with the vanity, with the tile, with the tile for the wall, with everything. And here's what I want to talk to you about today. Talking to you people that we love, they're like, oh my God, that's stressful. <laughs> oh my God, why would you have them demo your bathroom not knowing what you wanted? Do you understand we're in the middle of COVID and things are on back order and they're just like reporters of all of the fucking bad news, right? Right, right. And I like rebuke it. I'm like, get that off of me. I've waited 15 years to remodel my house. I'm going to enjoy every step of this process and I'm going to find it. Like, I'm, yeah. it's going to work out. Like, and I'm not worried about it. Yeah, and I think what the, the thing is, is that Every time we've made a decision like this, it, it, you just the crazy thing is that you we just become very fixed on okay, well, it just has to be done. Like right. we have to, like the decision has to be made. We have to do this, mm -hmm. no matter how long it takes. And you were sending me messages, and I was like, "That's a good one. Let's go with that yeah. one." And you were like sending me another message, changing your mind, and I was saying, "How about this one?" <laughs> and it was just one of those things where the obstacles just kept leading us down up to a point where. The decisions, I think, get easier because of the fact that you start to eliminate options. Right. Simply because it's just, you know, there's, it's not available. It's not available. Can't do anything about it. Right. So the type of people that we are, I know, especially as we get older, we don't really give a fuck. Like, yeah. OK, the one I really wanted, it's unavailable. Well, I'm not going to cry about it. I'm just going to move on and find the next thing because I don't have time to waste. Right. Right. So that's kind of what I'd like to propose to you. Like if you have an ample amount of time, like if they would have left and went to work on that other house for 60 days, we would have had 60 days to like search and scour Pinterest to find all of these different options. It would have been way more overwhelming and it would have taken us 60 days to find what we wanted. Am yeah. I right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And then what could have end, end up happening is we probably would have maybe changed our mind and did something different mm -hmm. and not made that decision and not moved forward with something we've been waiting for for 15 years. Right. So sometimes like time is not really working in your favor. Sometimes you need to intentionally put your back against the wall. So there's kind of two lessons to this. It's like remove the time that you think that you need and just do the thing that you know you need to do. Right. Yeah. We knew we needed to 
take advantage of the fact that he was willing to move forward with us. We have another project for him to work on. We've got tons of projects, right? But if we would have bought ourselves some time, it probably would have disabled us from moving one faster and two, like getting it actually yeah. done, right? And, and look, we're not saying that you should approach every single decision in your life um, not prepared, not b- being able to understand exactly what's going to go into it. But what we're saying is, is that there are certain times in your life when you've just got to like decide on something, and, and then you, you got to move. Into fo- it. You got to move forward, right? Because here's the thing: all the obstacles that are going to be presenting themselves, they're either going to either do one or th- th- one or three things. They're going either going to stop you because you allowed it and made that choice. They're either going to reroute you and point you into a different direction where you go, oh, wow, I didn't even think about this as an option, which happened quite a bit in this process, or it's going to propel you. It's going to move you faster. It's going to move you quicker to where you're trying to get to. But at the end of the day, you choose that. And along the journey, I think that what we were finding is that people had so many, they started to hear the obstacles and then they were like, See, this is this is going to continue to happen to right. you. You're not going to be able to do this. And the reality is just like you once you make a decision, like you just got to keep moving. Yeah. So what happened was I moved on from that vanity situation, right? I couldn't make a decision on the tile because I needed the vanity. Like I needed to know what color the vanity was going to be, a huge cabinet in your bathroom in order to build the tile around that, right? So um, I wind up finding a vanity, but then guess what? It's on back order for eight weeks. And then I'm like, okay, what other options? I weed out other options. By the time I got to the eighth option, not only did they say that they could have it ready in 48 hours, but it was also instead, remember originally the one I wanted was 2,800. I wound up getting my vanity for $380. (laughs) Like, are you kidding me right now? Then I go down to the place to like pay for it like 10 minutes before they close and they're going to get it to me in 48 hours. And she goes, how did you hear about us? I said, oh, my contractor. She said, does he have an account with us? Because if he does, then there's an additional discount. So I got it for even cheaper, right? Yeah. And so the point I want to make is that sometimes when you're like, not uh you're not resisting the the fact that things feel like they're not working in your favor but you actually lean into it and just recover quickly and move on you're going to wind up being so much like more blessed and highly favored than when you were trying to force something that was just not meant to be yeah yeah that happens to me all the time well yeah and i think that naturally when people run into things that they find that they create that own resistance in it, right? Mm-hmm. And they either have the self doubt, and then they end up they wonder why it doesn't work out, right? Is because they didn't believe it was going to work out in the first place, right? Right? And so, I always know it's going to work out. Yeah, and I think we always, I think at late at night when we get in bed mm-hmm. and we go to sleep, and if there's something that's lingering, mm-hmm. I think we both believe it's going to work out. Yep. We may not know how it's going to work out. Right. We may not have an idea. It may be super frustrating at that particular time. Mm-hmm. It may. It may be bogging us down and overwhelming us and to the point where we maybe can't sleep. But I think that there's a belief that it's going to work out. And if we just ride it out and if we continue to, you know, make decisions when they come up, mm-hmm. things will will line up for you. You just have to have that understanding and you gotta have that faith. Yeah. I think faith is a big thing in anything that you do, but I think I want you to ask yourself that when you go to bed tonight. Like what are the lingering issues or the problems that you're kind of 
letting weigh on you. We all have issues. Mm -hmm. There's always something, right? And that's part of life. I think that's the lesson is like, there's always going to be some sort of disappointment. There's always going to be some sort of stop sign, roadblock, detour, something. And this entire podcast, 50 episodes in now, 51 episodes in, is really just about shifting your perspective. Yeah. And we're sharing our journey with you. 30-year-old Janelle probably would have freaked out and I would have never, first of all, demoed my bathroom with no notice. And I would have been so disappointed and upset that the vanity that I wanted or whatever. And so this is like, we're work in progress constantly. But the point is that we want to have these conversations with you to ask you to reflect on the issues that you might be magnifying or the problems that you might be perpetuating without even consciously understanding that you're doing it. Right. And you know, what's what's funny is that this is not the first time or the second time or the third time nope. that we have done something in the short amount of time. We got married in 30 days. Like yeah. <laughs> we so, made a decision <laughs> to get married. And in 30 days, 30 days later, we were walking you know, down, across, the down the aisle mm-hmm. uh, and with how many people in our wedding? It wasn't like we shotgunned. Like it 175 yeah, maybe. Yeah, at a wonderful chapel. Beautiful wedding. Yeah, and so... <laughs> we do is, things quickly. Yeah, and I think that, you know, we started an online business and we literally cut on the camera mm-hmm. and started to, and just moved with it, mm-hmm. right? And we just knew that if we provided enough amount of value that people would take advantage of it. Yeah. And lots of people have. Hundreds mm-hmm. of students have gone through our, our courses. And and I think that I have a tattoo, you do too, that we say it says perfection is not required, you know, make your move. Yep. And it's simply that. Like sometimes it's not about, okay, it's going to be perfect. It's about, let's just try to get it done. Yep. And then, you know, if the bathroom is done and we're like, uh, we don't like certain things. It's not going to be the end of the world. Uh, well, I'm first of all, I'm not going to let that happen. No, you would just, let that happen. No. I wouldn't. <laughs> you would. It's true though. Like our students know that you say this thing that drives me nuts about like done is better than no. than not done. I said no. I say done is better than perfect when perfect's not done. Yeah, but it, to me, <laughs> I translated as like doesn't matter if it looks like shit as long as it's done it's fine no. like that's the way that it's perceived when my brain hears it no. so i'm just gonna tell you <laughs> the next day i talked to my mom and she was like oh my god what did you do about your vanity you know you couldn't find it is your contractor gonna make it that's gonna take a, a week at least blah 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 and i was like dude i told her the whole story i got it for like 316 dollars and she was like laughing so hard and she goes only you could pull off a freaking remodel in like less than seven days. Like right. only you can do that. And Eddie said, she's right. Only you do crazy shit like that. And it always works out. Only you can plan a wedding in 30 days. Right. And so I mean, I'm not saying that you need to just dive into everything with, you know, being ill informed, but I'm saying sometimes like time's not on your side. And so I guess this episode is about you really do perform when your back's against the wall. Sometimes you just don't allow yourself to be in those situations. And then also, how do you perceive it? Like you look at it as stress. I look at it as I'm going to enjoy this. And if one door closes, three more are going to open. And if the vanity I want is on back order or they don't make the shit anymore, I'm going to find something better. Right. 
And so I think it's a combination of faith. I think it's a combination of tenacity. And it's also a combination of like, I'm going to make this happen by any means necessary. Yeah. Period. Right. And so lastly, I guess to leave you with like this, this thought of what, how are you perceiving situations? We announced that August 22nd is going to be the last and final day for the Cake Mamas. It's been a business that, you know, I brought to life 10 years ago. It's been a decade of serving the community. It's been amazing. But like, there's no mystery that two years ago I started contemplating selling it, getting out. I wanted to pursue other options. And so the pandemic has kind of pushed me to realize why are you doing stuff that you don't want to do? And what are you waiting for? Like you need to just put yourself in a position where you can do the things that you want to do. And so we're taking the leap. Well, the last thing I'm going to say is every time that I share with someone like, Oh, Hey, I've decided to move on. You know, August 22nd is going to be the last day. I'm super excited. I say the same thing every time people are like, Oh my God, that makes me so sad. Why do you do that? (laughs) Like I literally just said, like, I'm really excited. You know, I've had my business for 10 years and I just kind of want to throw it out there to some of you. And I know you mean well and have good intentions. Maybe you're sad because you can't get your favorite cupcakes anymore. I get it. But what is your natural response to like things that might be disappointing, might be unfavorable. I want you to just check yourself and ask yourself like, God, do I normally respond negatively or sadly or what? I believe that people are so resistant to change in their own personal life, right? In their own identity that anytime they see something ending, it feels like it's it's something it's, you have to mourn. Oh my God. And so when yeah. you tell them, hey, I'm ending this chapter, mm-hmm. they immediately go, oh my God, oh no. Yep. Because they go, oh no, about change, about any right. type of change. So that's so, the point is I want you to check yourself. Yeah. Not because I'm offended, but but just because like as a coach, when I hear people say things like that, I immediately think, how do you respond to things that you don't necessarily feel great about? Or how do you respond in other, not just if you're responding like that about me being excited about closing my bakery and ending my chapter, how would you respond if one of your chapters ended? And what, yeah, that's a big question though, right? Because I think people, when they hear you say that you're excited about closing it, they don't, it doesn't register to them that you have bigger ideas and bigger things on the horizon that, you know, you have to cut something off Mm -hmm. in order to take advantage of it. And I think that it's that's a really good lesson for people because I, I when people tell me they're going to do something, they're going to end something, I'm always like, oh, cool. What are you going to do next? Right. Like, I'm not even thinking about like, this is going to be something that's hard or, mm-hmm. or tough. I'm like, mm-hmm. what are you going to be doing next? And it, that's and, exciting. And you see people light up like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, I'm going to be doing this, this and this. Yeah. And, you know, and I think that obviously there are times where things end when you didn't want them to right. end. Even with those types of endings, if you if you lost a business, like if you can fix yourself on the fact that, okay, I lost this, but this is going to open up another opportunity right. for me. I may not know what it is, mm-hmm. but I'm excited to find out. Yeah. And I think that that's a big, big so shift. So that's the thing. Always be excited, especially though for other people, yeah. you know, like follow, you got to follow tempo. I feel like we could do another episode on just like your reaction when there's bad news, when there's good news. 
I think that when you're interacting with another human, a good rule of thumb is match their tempo. Mm-hmm. You know, if I said, oh, my God, I'm so sad. You know, I had to close my business for whatever reason. Then you get to be sad. Yeah. But if I say, oh, my God, I'm really excited because I'm ending a chapter, starting a new one. Then you have to match my tempo. Like that's a good like rule of thumb for you listeners yeah. out there. If, you know, something happens. I heard this TED talk. She uh, lost her leg. If if you go to the hospital and you're visiting a loved one, you have to match their tempo. Mm-hmm. If you show up and you're like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. You lost your leg. I can't imagine what that feels like. And the person's like totally cool with it. Like, yeah. hey, I'm so glad you came to visit. You can't be selfish. <laughs> you have to match the person's tempo. Right. Well, yeah, you have to meet In them. Anything. Where, yeah, meet them where they are. Like understand and pick up Oh, wow. Okay. It's like a social cue. It, it is a social cue because you don't want to be the reason why that person changed their mind about right. how they were feeling about this this setback. Right. You want to be able to person that adds to it, that mm-hmm. it helps them build that confidence to make come back from whatever it Conversely, is. Conversely, in power, if you haven't seen it, I'm going to give you a spoiler alert. <laughs> One of the daughters dies. And mm-hmm. at the funeral, people were walking around like, she's in a better place now. Bitch, don't tell me that. My daughter just died, right? right? right. Don't do stuff like that. So again, kind of observing, matching tempo. Sometimes you got to listen and just Mm -hmm. not open your mouth. But that's kind of what I want to leave you with. If you are interacting with someone and they feel like they are ending or closing a chapter or stopping something, match their tempo. Right. Because it's not really about you being sad, right? Right. And then also check yourself. If your initial response to me your friend, your family member, when I told you that I was closing my bakery, if you were one of those people that said, this is so sad, I'm calling you out. Are you usually the kind of person that looks at the ending of something as sad? Right. Because me, I'm excited about change and I'm really excited if you're excited. Yeah. And just to kind of tie it all together, like we talked about making decisions. We talked about when something comes to an end, it all comes down to deciding and one of the things about decisions is that decisions are like the root of it is actually meaning to the split, to cut off. You can't make a decision without cutting something off, meaning that you are when you make a decision to do something, you're also making the decision not to do something. Right. And so and when something is ending, when someone says, I'm, I'm deciding not to continue this, you know that they are cutting this off to begin something new, to begin something that's going to be hopefully greater and better of an adventure for them. And so I think that that's something to tie up. Like when we were, as far as going through and remodeling things, it was all about decisions and cutting certain things off. Like, okay, we're no longer doing this. Now these are the only options. And you embrace those things with a certain level of enthusiasm and excitement. And before you know it, you carry something out to its fullest and you actually enjoy the experience instead of it being something that you feel stressed out about. Well, that's what I always kind of remind myself. I will enjoy this experience. This will be something advantageous for me. This will work in my favor. Some people like destroy themselves through stuff. We've been talking about this for 15 episodes, though, for the past six months through COVID. Right. We've been talking about a perspective shift around the blessings through COVID and all of the great things that have happened, whether you're spending more family time, whether you're. Maybe you lost a job. We've been there. We know what that feels like. Maybe it's time for you to real, what is the word, reel in your finances. I'm like using my hands to reel in a fishing pole. Like you know how to fish? (laughs) Um, But we've 
again, back to the point of this, like it's a perspective shift that I hope you're getting. Sometimes when your back is against the wall, you just got to find the beauty in it. A door shuts you another three open, move forward. But I do believe that you're capable of showing up even when your back's against the wall. You're capable of choosing to find the beauty and the fun and the enjoyment in things. Right. And that's what I want to leave you with right now. So I will be enjoying every piece of dust that gets throughout our house. (laughs) I will be enjoying running out and picking up a bathtub and some weird cashier telling us like, you should make sure it's not damaged because then you can't bring it back. (laughs) Just all this weird stuff. Like it's just been fun for us and we're going to continue to make it fun because that's the kind of people that we are. And I'm hoping some of this rubs off on you. Some of it serves you. And I hope you enjoyed this. Let us know in a review if you found any good information in this and we hope that you continue to push through. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Push Podcast. Hey, we want to hear from you. So if you have a question or there's a particular topic that you want us to tackle and you want us to help you push through, you got to do something for us. You got to go to Apple Podcasts and you got to leave a rating and a review. And in that review, go ahead and leave that question with your Instagram handle so that we can shout you out when we actually answer the question. And we'll talk about that on the podcast and make sure that, hey, this particular podcast is made for you. So leave a rating, leave a review you leave your handle and until next time push through